is my ongoing goal to be able to support you as the very best way that I can. And in order to do that, I really need to get to know you a little bit better, what your personal needs are for supporting you as a parent on this journey of children with autism and with your child, what their needs are and what you would like to help them most with. Because there may be many things, but there's usually a few top pieces that are very, very important to you that you know your child is really struggling with and you would like help with. And so in order to find out how I can support you best, I have created a short quiz. It's at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash quiz. And if you uh, take that short quiz, you'll be able to give me some information and I'll get back with to you with some results and how I can direct you to the resources that I feel would help you best right now for where you are on this journey and for what you need for your particular specific child's needs. So I hope it's helpful. Again, go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash quiz. There are so many things that affect the guts and its health. And a lot of the times we just hear about diet, the gluten-free, casein-free diet. And parents will say, Karen, I've had my child on a, a great diet for a really long time, but they're just, they've gotten a little bit better. We've seen some improvement, but they're just not really, you know, improving that much. We've seen both plateaued. I hear this all the time. And there is a very, very valid reason for this. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. I want to talk about the things that are causing leaky gut syndrome and then how to regain your child's health with autism, because it's never just one thing. And for the absolute best results, you really want to basically cover all what I have coined the four necessary stages to naturally recovering autism. But today we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about first stage one, which is healing the gut and setting up the foundation for detoxification. But it's important for you to be, again, educated as a parent to understand what types of things are really causing the gut damage in the first place, because it's much, much more than just food. There are things like environmental toxins, including plastics and laundry detergents and other things that we inhale that are affecting us. There are, there's candida and parasites and glyphosate, all of these things, mold biotoxins, Lyme disease, and all of these things are contributing. And it's so important to understand that autism is really a symptom. It's not a diagnosis. And it can be a symptom of something underlying, such as a toxin or a pathogen or an infection. And so it's where the inflammation is on the brain and what systems of the body are being affected, how we see the outbursts and outlying symptoms of our, that our child has. Very, very commonly, all of these affect speech. I hear speech is about the number one thing I, parents want to, want to improve with their child. And who doesn't? You want to be able to, you know, who wouldn't want that? You want your child to be able to, to speak their mind and their words but I know that that it's a social connection, a heart connection for a parent to want to be able to talk to their child or have their child talk to them. And it's hard for a child with autism to be sort of trapped in their body without easy speech. And so we want to do anything we can to improve that. The gut does have a lot to do with speech, as do some of the things that are affecting the gut, like the heavy metal toxins, mercury, aluminum, lead. These are all part of the part of the issue. And they, again, are affecting all of the things like speech, 
social connection, irritability or child's ability to stay calm and, uh, and relaxed and being able to uh, focus in a classroom and think clearly. They also affect all of these GI, the gastrointestinal problems. They contribute to constipation, diarrhea, reclusive behavior, emotional withdrawal. And the reason, part of the reason for this is that the gut is a place where a lot of the brain's neurotransmitters, which are brain messengers, are made. And you may have heard of things called uh, serotonin. Serotonin is what I call the, the king of neurotransmitters. It allows us to um, act out on our impulses to be able to affect our own ability to stabilize mood, to sleep better and sleep normally, and uh, appetite satiation. It helps things to be able to focus and concentrate, as does dopamine, another uh, autonomic motor control server that helps behavior and emotions. And we want to be able to regulate have these neurotransmitters or brain messengers made properly in the gut. So if the gut is not working properly, these neurotransmitters cannot may be made correctly and the brain's not getting enough of them to carry out these activities that are so important to us and to our child and being able to have them you know, behave as they wanna behave, to uh, act out in therapies and be able to do what they're asked to do because a lot of the times they want to. Our kids are very, very smart. This is not an IQ issue. It's not a lack of intelligence. It's that their brain is so toxic and so inflamed that they really, really cannot carry out tasks asked of them. They can't control their moods and behaviors. They don't want to be screaming and having tantrums and, and fits or not be able to focus and learn in a classroom when they're desperately trying to. So again, uh, we have, of course, all four necessary stages to naturally recovering autism. And the first one is setting the foundation of stabilizing those detoxification pathways and to begin healing the gut. And I'm going to go over a few things with that today. But just so you know what the other things are, stage two is more getting into more depth with natural and safe heavy metal detoxification, not the pharmaceutical drugs that you'll get at the doctor that have a lot of negative effects, like pulling out the good minerals like magnesium and calcium, or even worse, possibly they, those DMSA, those drugs will also allow for reabsorption of toxins back into your child's body as they're, tr they're trying to excrete them. So you can have a redistribution of those toxins back into the bloodstream that is then carrying them around the body into different organs, including the brain, again, and causing further problems. Everything that I always do, of course, is safe and natural, and there are solutions to all of these, but just knowing to, to give you some background on that. So stage two, natural, safe, heavy metal detoxification, which again, I just mentioned a few things about uh, just now about some of the things that those will affect. Um, the heavy metals are very, very much a problem in our children with autism. And uh, I've done an entire couple of different episodes that I'll link to in the show notes on um, heavy metal toxicity and kind of natural ways to work with it. But uh, so that's in a nutshell there for you, stage two. Stage three are working with the 
co-infections of autism. Now, you may have not heard as much about it, but things like mold biotoxins and Lyme disease, and of course, parasites are really, really big. And strep is another one. But uh, you'll find that um, these are co-infections that have to be treated properly. You can't just throw a bunch of antibiotics at them, which is I know what usually happens when you go to a doctor, they, they, that's all they know. Um, what, I, what I do is again, safe and natural, use some herbal formulas, but I just want you to know there are safe and natural ways to work with those. But the, the meaning behind it of you getting educated today on it is that mold biotoxins are in buildings that we're exposed to with, with, that have water damage whether it's in our home and we may or may not be able to see that in our home. But if you know it's there, then it definitely needs to be eradicated properly. And I would get a true HEPA filter going in your home right away, um, just as something you can do immediately. Um, if your child's exposed to it at school or anywhere else, how these toxins can affect multiple systems of the body, including the brain, they can make it really, really hard for us to focus and concentrate. And it really, really disrupts the gut health. It keeps the gut ill. It contributes more to leaky gut, which I'll talk further about in a moment, leaky gut syndrome. It destroys the lining of the gut. So again, another contributor to gut issues, more than toxic food, things that are, you know, candida uh, is another one, parasites. These things are all large contributors and then you've got Lyme disease. This is a very, very prevalent in children with autism today and not really as well known uh, that that's an issue. Again, usually you get some antibiotics thrown at it. Most of these bugs now are antibiotic resistant. So that's very important. And a little side caveat, just to make it a little bit more fun here today, is that the testing for most of these are inadequate you'll very often get a negative test result when your child is actually positive. So then it doesn't get treated or it doesn't get treated properly if it is found. So again, very important to understand these things are underlying issues. So mold, biotoxins, and Lyme really, really disrupting the gut. Um, I talked a little bit briefly there about candida. And, and I also want to talk about leaky gut syndrome. So Candida is a living organism and it can literally attach itself to the wall of your intestines and create holes in it. These now allow undigested food and other toxins into the bloodstream. So these holes that, that are created in the lining of the gut are referred to, there's a term called leaky gut or leaky gut syndrome. So now you'll know what that is. But what happens is if these foods undigested get into the bloodstream, they're very toxic to the system and especially the brain. So they're disrupting the gut health, which again, to just remind you again, disrupting the ability of these neurotransmitters or brain messengers to be made. And they can cause then again, a lot of physical issues like GI problems, constipation, diarrhea. They can cause a lot of issues with, again, speech and social connection and a lot of behavioral issues like irritability and anger and all of these uh, inability to focus and concentrate. So I'm trying to show you how the physical health of the gut and these toxins refers back to the symptoms that your child is experiencing with autism. So this also having leaking gut 
will lower the resistance of infections and make your child much more vulnerable to anything like food sensitivities food and create food intolerances because as you've probably seen even with your own child they've developed more more allergies to foods than they used to have and the reason for this largely can be contributing to the leaky gut syndrome when an undigested food passes through those holes in the gut the immune system sees them as a toxic agent to react to so it says, oh, when we see this from now on, we need to put out these fighters, these antibodies that say, you know, this is a toxin and we want to fight it. So that's how your child is getting these acquired allergies. Just to give you another little caveat, the good news is these can be desensitized later uh, so that your child's system doesn't react to them forever. So there's a natural way to do that as well. Natural allergy elimination or desensitization does exist. Uh, very, very beneficial. But uh, so, yeah, so you've got these allergies being acquired and the immune system overreacting. These immune reactions can cause the body to be in a continual sort of fight or flight. So it's very hard on the adrenal glands. Um, this can affect the thyroid because the adrenals affect the thyroid. And the immune system, when it's constantly on, it can become very depleted. This is really hard on the immune system and why autoimmune issues are constantly, you know, coming up and how autism runs right along the fine line of being an autoimmune illness. It's why you do not want to boost the immune system in autism. We want to regulate or modulate it only with the natural things we use. So that's important to understand as well. Uh, again, we're wanting to keep these, these brain messengers like serotonin and things that contribute to their anxiety or depression or sleep disorders. You know, we want, we want to be able to eliminate the things that are causing the problems so that we can eliminate, at least minimize, or hopefully eliminate the symptoms that your child is experiencing. Again, with this anxiousness, lack of ability to focus and concentrate and learn how they should naturally be able to, or or are their natural speech or social connection, all of these things that are very, very important to just making life pleasant and, uh, and keeping our kids happy and keeping the family happy. The, also the immune system, up to 80% of the immune system strength comes from the gut. So you can see how it is important to keep the gut healthy again, because it is contributing to a weak immune system in your child possibly being sick a lot. Uh, some examples of illnesses, again, caused by candida and larger molecules through, can be also things like rheumatoid arthritis or asthma, or again, food allergies, skin disorders. You largely see, you know, often see rashes or eczema, um, things like that. And they reduce the body's ability to produce enough enzymes needed for digestion. So then you're further causing more problems with digestion and how they piggyback on each other. Because I really want you to see, as I mentioned, stage two and three and other things that we're going to look at right now, we're looking at the gut and the leaky gut and candida, which is a yeast or candida overgrowth in the gut will again, bore holes in the lining of the intestines but how they're affected by other things is that as an example, mercury, which is one of the heavy metals, does it, it inhibits the body's 
natural ability to create a, a, a white blood cell called a, called a neutrophil, that it inhibits the body's ability to create those. And they help to balance out or keep candida from growing in, into its overgrowth where it's a real problem like it does in our, in our child. So we've got to eliminate the heavy metals to be able to help the candida to properly be eliminated as well. Um, some symptoms, and again, candida is fed by diet too. So, you know, the back to the, the casein and the gluten, you know, the proteins in cow's milk and, and in wheat products are not only very addictive, yes, they create opiates just like the opiate drug. So it's a very slow process of eliminating them out of your child's diet. I know there are picky eaters out there. So it's a slow process to be kind to yourself with and your child. But knowing that those are detrimental and inflammatory to the gut, so there are a lot of inflammatory foods that will contribute to the inflammation in the gut and will contribute to the gut staying ill if your child's having those. Of course, things like sugar, corn, soy, there are more. And I have a free food guide that I will uh, will offer you in the uh, the show notes as well, as well, which today will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com. Uh, forward slash 156. This is episode number 156. And you'll notice that uh, that candida overgrowth, these are some of the symptoms that it can cause, again, to lead back to the symptoms that you might notice in your child are things like hyperactivity and inability for them to handle their own emotions well, aggressive behavior, brain fog, or really an inability to, to think clearly. You might notice this in yourself too, mom and dad, if you're listening too, because a lot of this can be uh, inherited mom, especially we can, we can pass things in utero to our kids and candida over, overgrowth is very, very common um, with inflammatory foods in the, in the diet, higher sugar diet with alcohol or uh, maybe a even just high stress alone can cause candida overgrowth a past history of antibiotic use, all of these things can be contributors because antibiotics will destroy the good bacteria in the gut along with the bad. And so then when those, you stop taking the antibiotics, then the bad grows even bigger because the good stuff isn't there to prevent it from growing worse. So important to know that about those. Um, vision issues, sleep issues, constipation, diarrhea, rashes, OCD, obsessive compulsive behavior, uh, memory loss, poor coordination, and extreme f fatigue. So you'll notice some of these things very commonly in your child as well. And I also like to mention when I'm talking about the gut, parasites. They are another really big issue in autism that is very commonly missed or treated improperly because people will throw a lot of, doctors will throw a lot of um, of antibiotics at them, again, harming the gut further, but a lot of them are antibiotic resistant. And again, where I mentioned testing can be very inaccurate. This one's really, really common to be inaccurate that you could have a test for your child with parasites and it could come up negative when your child is definitely positive. This is really common. So just to be aware of that, that's why I always say, you know, if you're using something natural and safe, you can feel comfortable moving forward with it rather than throwing a bunch of antibiotics that can cause harm at it. Um, it and 
if you don't, whether or not you know that, that they exist, you don't want to just throw antibiotics into a child that, uh, especially with autism and create more problems in the gut and weaken the gut, um, and then not be able to not even really be ridding the problem. So, um, parasites can really cause extreme, uh, fatigue, uh, extreme, uh, inability to think clearly brain fog. There are so many things that come along with parasites that, uh, and it, of course, number one, uh, um, number one symptom is constipation where parents don't think of that because it can kick up either way. It can be constipation or diarrhea, or sometimes it can jump back and forth. They'll have constipation, then they'll have diarrhea or they'll have really bad diarrhea and they won't have constipation. You think, well, what is going on? So just note that both of those are really common symptoms of, uh, of parasites and, uh, they must be dealt with properly in order for the gut to heal properly. So uh, that's another one. Um, we talked already a little bit about heavy metals. We can get them in our food. We can get them in the uh, the soil from the food that we eat and the uh, water that we drink. Uh, contaminated pipes, or maybe you've got new fittings, but the the pipes are have old lead fittings, or the water source is poor. I always say you must have a very very high quality water filter. And I have a couple that I suggest I'll link to one in the show notes. Uh, and I've done some interviews with water ex with a water expert in the past to learn about as well. Um, and even the air we breathe. And it's interesting that, um, that some things, you know, one of them like I talked about is mercury already, which causes a lot of like real anger and can really be a problem in puberty because for boys, especially it will really, really mix unpleasantly with testosterone. And when our boys are getting of age 14, 15, they're entering puberty, their body is building a lot more testosterone. When it clashes with mercury, you can have a lot more extreme behaviors, anger, even rageful things. Uh, so it's very important to understand that uh, the heavy metal toxicity could be there. And again, there are safe and natural ways to work with it. Um, but the Mayo Clinic also states that children under the age of six are especially vulnerable to lead poisoning, and it easily crosses the blood-brain barrier, even in very, very small amounts, and even that in those small amounts can affect the brain, kidneys, the cardiovascular system, and the reproductive system. And again, it easily passes through the placenta from the mother to the baby, as does mercury, and many other toxins, and it directly affects the brain development in utero. So you might see um, there it often can cause mental retardation, difficulty with visual motor coordination and cognitive learning disabilities that can literally last a lifetime if they're not worked with properly. Um, lead is known to be a very, very big contributor to ADHD as well. And it reduces things like iron and zinc, some of those you know, those good minerals in the body that we need. Um, and again, iron's needed for the production of the neurotransmitter dopamine, but we don't want to just throw a bunch of iron in the body because the body might not be assimilating it well. And we don't want to contribute to greater growth of candida. So it's more important to get these things from, from good foods. And again, by working with the gut and getting those holes sealed up, then it's able to absorb nutrition better from the food that they're eating. Very commonly, especially with parasites who eat the nutrition from the foods that we eat, 
you might notice that your child is hungry all the time. And that could be because they're not absorbing the nutrition from the food uh, that they are eating. So that's why we want to, again, continue to work with the gut um, in, in all of these ways. The first stage, again, is to start eliminating the bad foods from their diet. And yes, they're going to be addicted to a lot of them. Those foods are inflammatory, so they're keeping the gut lining weak. They are feeding the candida and the parasites and candida needs sugar to thrive and even processed carbohydrates will feed candida. So it's very important for those to be eliminated. And again, with those picky eaters, because they'll be addicted to these foods, those candida crave them. And so that makes us crave them. So you've got to like do this slowly over time. And again, get my seven foods guide that I'm, I'll link to in the show notes. It's naturallycravingautism.com forward slash food is, the, or I'm sorry, seven foods, seven, the number seven and foods uh, with no spaces in the middle. And that will get you the link, but I will put it on today's show notes at number 156. And again, lead is disrupting this normal brain neurotransmitter function. We're, you know, there's something called acetylcholine affecting memory and motor function. Again, I talked about dopamine, motor control in the brain, behavior and emotions, serotonin levels. They help regulate violence, mood, sleep, and appetite. And the GABA system is in the gut, which we rely on to keep our brain signals calm and relaxed. When the system is disrupted, we can commonly experience high anxiousness. So any of these, you know, exposure to the high levels of, of lead can cause other things like anemia. And we think, oh, it's just because they're not getting just food, but there might be a toxin in their body that is further depleting them. So that's why it's important. Again, we cover all four stages, but you got to start with food, uh, weakness, kidney and brain fun uh, fun function and damage. Um, of course, very, very high levels, uh, lead can, can be fatal. So it's very important to know your, that your child's nervous system is just being affected by these. And my goal is to help connect you to a lot of these symptoms that are, are coming from the leaky gut syndrome, the heavy metal toxicity, and the co-infections that are all contributors to the leaky gut and the original core piece that we want to start with in stage one, which again is uh, healing the gut and setting the foundation for proper detoxification. Uh, you're your gut is the first line of defense. So you want the good microbes to be able to thrive. You want to want the immune system to be strong and you've got to come in and be able to support, get those going so that you can help support the detoxification pathways. Because even as you begin to weed out the bad foods, your that candida is going to start dying off. There's a term called die off. And when they die off, that's what we want. But if it happens really quickly and our, our child's body is already congested with a lot of toxins, which they are in autism, then you'll find that that, that backup of toxins, the excess toxins being released is often releasing too many toxins faster than the body can keep up with, with excreting them. So what happens is you'll see increased behaviors worsening possible possible tantrums, worsening brain fog, worsening sleep, 
uh, worsening speech. People are saying, this is supposed to help. How come I'm seeing my child get worse? That it's This is a short-term thing. That it's, it's on the way to getting better. But still, you want, that's why I always encourage you, you want to have some toxin binders. Uh, activated charcoal can be good to be used for a few days. Things, something that you've got to help absorb some of those toxins as your child is detoxifying. And again, by working with the gut here, we're going to be helping to do that um, because I just want you to always know that there is a great possibility for, you know, die off behaviors to get worse, or you might see a, a rash develop because we detoxify out of our skin. So being, uh, having rashes is something you might see as the toxins start to release from the body, they're releasing through the urine, the feces and the skin. So you're going to largely, you know, very commonly see a skin rash as well. Everybody of course is a little bit different with how they detoxify the level that they can release, uh, how their body is already, what, what binders are in place. Um, the making sure they're adequately hydrated you want to keep up when you're detoxifying you want to make sure there that you're taking drinking a lot of pure water you want to make sure it is not tap water that's unfiltered i don't trust it from any source honestly um there again i will i will link to a good uh, water filter in the show notes for you um but you know you might notice all of these things um so again everything here that we're discussing is contributing to the gut disruption. We talked about mold, parasites, Lyme, dis Lyme disease is another really big one. Very, very big with reclusive behavior, GI uh, function disruption, uh, anxiety, uh, impulsivity, learning and memory issues. You've heard about PANS or pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric syndrome or PANDAS, where it's associated with strep infections, where you're getting a lot of OCD, obsessive compulsive behaviors, clinginess, fearfulness. But also you can get things like, you don't, we don't always correspond that something like this that's affecting motor control in the body, a co-infection like this can also affect things like their handwriting. They're having poor handwriting. They're really having trouble, you know, writing it out or or walking without tripping. There are a lot of things that uh, that can be big contributors that we don't realize are coming from one of these types of co-infection. And again, all of these things are very disruptful to the gut. So it's really, really important that you understand that. And also we've talked a lot about co-infections and some foods, uh, but also want you to know about glyphosate which is the harmful chemical, uh, the, the herbicide that's in Roundup weed killer. And I will link to in the show notes, um, the interview I did with Dr. Stephanie Seneff, who is an MIT professor who specializes in the study of these dangerous herbicides. Now glyphosate is now it's bad enough when somebody is spraying Roundup in their yard, even your next door neighbor, if they're spraying it in their yard to kill the weeds, because they don't know that you can use a com compound of vinegar with a little Dawn dishwashing liquid that would do the same thing and not harm us and our groundwater and, and everybody in the surrounding area. But uh, Roundup weed killer, if they're spraying it and the wind is blowing in your direction, or if you're walking through a, a pretty field that has been sprayed, you're inhaling that. So when we get it, we inhale it through our nostrils, 
we inhale it into our, of course, our, our, uh, our lungs, but it's also affecting the gut. So, and they, the, the big bummer with the, the, the glyphosate as well, that I can't believe they're still allowing, at least in the United States, they're still, in a lot, still allowing them to spray this on our food crops. Like the wheat crops are heavily sprayed with it right before they're harvested because they want to super dry them out so that they can get them into the mill faster so they're really dry enough and then they can they can get it out onto the market um glue as far as gluten because again the the, uh, protein in wheat is very is now genetically modified to be have so much more gluten in it than it ever did as when our our grandparents were kids it wasn't that way but now with glyphosate being sprayed on it and all the processed foods out there, they use gluten to help bind things. So be, beware of gluten. It's very much hidden in a lot of foods, sauces, lotions, deodorants, uh, uh, shampoos, um, you know, kids, um, you know, dough that they play with, other, other things like that are very, can be very toxic. You know, all of these things can get into the bloodstream. All of these things can affect the gut and keep them, keep the gut ill ongoing and keep our child's brain ill that, you know, sometimes you don't really, again, coordinate or correspond with something that they have done or something they've been exposed to that, you know, we might just not really be fully aware of uh, consciously because it happens. So when your child has an uptick of symptoms, you notice they're stimming more their speech has gotten worse. They're sleeping worse. They all of a sudden they're not, you know, maybe they were doing okay and not now they're not um, focusing in a classroom as well as they were, or, you know, their behaviors worse or things are happening. You look back, especially in the last 72 hours to anything different that you can think of that has possibly been affecting them or that they've eaten, or, you know, even if they've been exposed um, one time I had a, a mom uh, in my, my, my program and she was saying, you know, my son was doing so well, you know, really improving. And all of a sudden he's regressing and he's, you know, he can't think and he's having more, more emotional issues and he can't sleep and, you know, speech had regressed. And she said, what's going on? And I helped her uh, troubleshoot what, what the issue could have been. We went back and finally came down to, she's uh, mold. She said, Oh my gosh. She said, cause I said, what about mold exposure? Has he been anywhere new, any new buildings? She said, Oh my gosh, I took him to the barbershop and got his haircut, which he handled fine. Didn't you stand a fine? He's been in the program. He's getting better. He's calmer, handled that fine. But the barbershop was in an old building and he, her son had had mold exposure. So we were able then to work with that because we were able to, you know, troubleshoot and find the, 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 you know, that, trigger there's some type of a trigger these these aren't just random things that are happening there is a reason for it and there are natural solutions to them as well so it's really important for you to just remember all of these things and glyphosate is sprayed on a lot of crops especially wheat but on a lot of crops and grains so that's why it's also very important to eat you know organic poultry never eat farm farmed fish it should be lying cotton wild um, grass fed and grass finished beef, things like that. Because if they're spraying glyphosate 
on the crops that they're then the, those grains are also fed to those animals and then you eat the animal you can eat it from from you can get it from them as well so that's really important to remember that it be, can become from a lot of different um, different sources and things that we're eating so always eat organic because our kids can't take any more pesticides or toxins in their system either and remembering that it's you know there's there are all these foods and pathogens and co-infections, as I mentioned, but there are a lot of toxins in and around your home, but, you know, laundry detergents, household cleaning chemicals, make sure that you're using, you know, natural safe, even organic uh, types of shampoos and lotions. Those can really be contributors that, you know, you, you, you just didn't know. It's not that you're a bad parent. You just didn't know. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to educate you. And I'm grateful that you're here getting educated because education is actually the key. It is the key to your child's success because you are learning more and knowing what to look for, knowing for knowing the answers for what you can you can do, how to troubleshoot things, uh, because you want to make sure you you get on top of something right away when you see your child having some new symptoms rather than letting it get ahead of you and getting really, really, uh, really bad. Um, and then, you know, having to backtrack even further, you know, and again, there are a, a lot of things that, uh, that I know that, you know, that we haven't covered today, the four stages. And I, I actually want to make sure that I help you to understand the four stages thoroughly. So as we've covered a lot of things with stage one here with the importance of the gut and how all of those other things come back into affecting the gut and why it's way, way much, much, much more than food alone is that we need to get into the other uh, again, toxins and pathogens and co-infections and things that will affect our children in, again, what I call my four stages that are essential in getting the, the best results in autism recovery. Um, I was told my own son could not recover and that we should drug him and try behavioral therapies. And I didn't want to do that. Um, my background, as you may know, is I'm a craniosacral therapist. I've studied the brain now for 30 years and when he was diagnosed, I just didn't know that much about autism, but I knew I had a holistic background and I didn't want to just drug him and mask things either. I wanted to be able to find the causes of what was causing, what were causing his symptoms. So I went to research on my own and educated myself on autism and just like you're doing now. And it took me a decade and I figured it out through trial and error and implementing, you know, these things that I'm sharing with you going through you know, working with healing his gut first and then seeing, you know, changes like he's talking more, he's connecting more, he's happier, you know, uh, he can think more clearly and, and he's brilliant. It wasn't a, an, a, an IQ issue by any means and neither is it for your child. He was so much calmer. That was so nice to see happening too. And uh, all of this happened over time. And then I started working naturally. I've learned about the heavy metal toxins and what I could do. And then these co-infections and over time, my son now is no longer diagnosable with autism. He's a college graduate. He's happy. He's healthy. He, he's a roommate living on his own with a friend of his who just bought a house. They live on their, you know, lives on his own. Absolutely. You know, independent, happy, great. No, no issues at all. And if I had not done this work with him, 
and educated myself as you're doing and helped him the way I did, his life would be very different today. And that's, that would not be in a good way. So I'm grateful that I took the time and to do that and educated myself. And I'm grateful that you're here learning as well, because every child can get better. And I always say the definition of recovery is to regain health and every child's level of recovery will be different. But I have helped parents who their child, they were told by professionals that their child would never speak, never. And through my help, they have, their child is completely speaking. And some say endlessly and at different ages too. This isn't just small children, you know, kids who are now calm, who were once wild and aggressive before uh, parents are, are sharing things that they're, how different their child's, you know, ability to focus and think in a classroom. They've gone from D's and F's to A's and B's. They have social connection. They're making friends. I mean, that to me is recovery. Any level, any amount of better is better because you know, there are kids and we want to, to have them live the happiest and healthiest life possible and with the most independence because we know that we won't be around forever. It's just inevitable. And we will, you know, want to, as parents, be able to get them the strongest that they can be and the healthiest they can be and the most independent possible so that when we're not around, they are able to care for themselves or at least care for themselves largely. So anything we can do to help them, I think is, is worth it because they really deserve the chance just like everybody else does. So again, it's just so important to understand um, the, uh, the differences that can be made and, um, and walking through this. So um, I have taken everything that I've learned in these, you know, my 16 years of autism research and it's what I, again, coined as my four stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism to get the optimum results. And I'd like to offer you an invitation now to an upcoming event that I have where I will be walking through these four stages. It's a free event and um, you can get that on the, the, the link to it is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass. And I will also link to it on today's show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 156, because this is show 156. If the registration is not yet open or not open when you get there, get yourself on the waiting list. And that way we will email you uh, a link for it when it is open. If you get there and, and the link is open for registration at that time, because everybody's listening to this at different times then uh, register for it uh, right then and there. And um, I'll be able to help walk you through this process and then show you how I can help you with this step in the roadmap that I created from my success with my son and now helping parents worldwide. And I appreciate the ability to do that. You know, we never know why things happen to us or are happening in our lives for sure. But I know one thing for sure is that my son was diagnosed with autism and had it so that I could go through the learning process that took me now 16 years or 10 years to get him recovered at the time so that I could do that work to make this a lot easier and more and give you the support on for you on your journey with your child and help you to get the best results for your child because it is my goal now to share this with as many people worldwide as possible who 
want and need this information. Um, and you can share the link to the, uh, the, the free live event that I'll be doing soon as well with them. And to this, if, if, uh, if this podcast has been helpful for you, uh, please share it with others that, you know, uh, whether it's your social meet with in social media or groups of other parents that you meet with children with autism, anyone who is interested in this information that, you know, of, please share it with them. And uh, we want to help as many parents as we can uh, worldwide to, to help them get their children better. And I know that you need the support as much as anybody else. Uh, this is a challenging journey. Um, you know, anybody who says, oh, no, it's easy. I, I quite believe that it's challenging, you know, and and we worry about our kids because we love them so much and we really just want the best possible for them. And so thank you again so much for being here today and for what you're doing for your child and having the willingness to take the time to become further educated so that you can know what there can be, there is to be done and to be able to implement it. So uh, the show notes are there for you to get some of the links I spoke about. And I hope this has been helpful for you. And if it is helpful for you also, if you leave me a five-star review on uh, iTunes, that's helpful as well as it shows others that there's uh, something beneficial here that others have, have gotten help from. So that's that's good as well uh, to help others to uh, find this and get the resources that they need too. Uh, thanks again for being here and I look forward to seeing you soon.